Right on, right on, right on. Live right. Live right. In the real world. Right on radio. Right on radio. Hey everyone, welcome to Right On Radio. Yes, the tagline of the show is live right in the real world. We will show you the real world and you decide how to live in it. Christy, are you living in the real world today? I am living in the real world, Jeff. Unfortunately, <laughs> we're living in the real world of being psyops left, right, and center. And man, there's nobody we have better to help us understand this all than our guest today, Jeff. Absolutely right. And, you know, one of the things that sets uh, our guest is Michelle Stefanik. Of course, she's the oath keeping truth teller. And, you know, there's so many people in this movement, Christy, that, uh, you know, come out and they claim to be victims. And, you know, we we're finding out now that some of them are frauds. Of course, uh, things are being exposed, but they claim to be victims so they can't be questioned or anything else. But the difference with Michelle is she has a verifiable story. Uh, she, uh, by the way, I don't think she claims to be a victim. I, she's fighting, no. if anything. So uh, was well, she a victim? She Absolutely. And she likes to be questioned. That's the funny part, Jeff. Yeah, well, because she wants the, the truth to get out there. Yeah. Uh, and when, when you have the truth on your side, you're not afraid of going toe-to-toe with anyone. And uh, and we, we highly respect that. And... Uh, Man, some pieces are starting to come together, and you know, although we're we're presenting the real world, Christy, the uh, real world that uh, that everyone else is seeing is a different world than what we're seeing, and and our audience, I trust, has had their eyes opened as well. The veil is being lifted right now as we speak. Well, I think with I think with Stolas's last speech of um, the the CIA drone strike of another Al Qaeda. Um, operative, you know, they're almost all dead now, Jeff, right before the elections, or should I say the selections, the selection, um, yeah, the selections. And, um, you know, just to try to psyops the people once again, we've look heard over this. here, and it's yeah, like, and as soon as they're low in their poll numbers, they every Bush did it, Obama did it, and now the Biden. Yeah is doing it uh, hey, listen, right right before <laughs> like we get uh yeah i'm glad you caught that right before we get to michelle i do have to do this because it has been a while um i've always talked about my liberty stand we have switched our software and everything same thing we're still working with that same patriot company uh stop giving your money to the cabal go to switchaway.com slash r-o-r and christy did you know for everyone who decides to make the switch away from the cabal, switchaway.com slash ROR, this month we're giving free gifts to oh, really? everyone. Oh, yes. I did yes, not and know it's that. Valuable. Every single house can use it. And even beyond that, you'll have to talk to the person uh, right on radio, fellow listener, is going to give you a tour of the store and, you know, you can decide there's no pressure, but even on top of that, Christy, there's a way for them to get not only the free gift, but up to a hundred dollars in free stuff on top of that. That's Just really crazy. nice. 
That's really nice. I wonder if they're going to get, you know, the same color lipsticks that I like, Joe. <laughs> and they look fantastic on you they as do. well. Uh, and, and listen, one more thing. We are building our own economy in this. And most people are just shoppers because they love the products. The products are better than what you're using now. Mm -hmm. However, the person who's going to give you a tour of the store, ask them how you can get all your shopping for free. Just saying, they're going to have an answer for you. That's awesome. Awesome. All right. So yeah, go to switchaway.com slash ROR and one of your fellow listeners will be in contact with you. And what's cool about that is uh, it's hard to find people that you have things in common with Christy uh, that we could actually talk about this stuff and not feel like we're insane. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes. And you know, it, it really prevents Bezos from earning another dollar from your Amazon order too. That's right. And by the way, Christy, when people sign up, sometimes it's you and I who call them. Sometimes, sometimes, you never know. Yeah, and uh, and and by the way, Mrs. Shepherd is going to start making some calls as well. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> the mysterious Mrs. Shepherd. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Hey, without further ado, we're coming up on an anniversary of the bombings in Kenya. Uh, by the way, the birthplace of Obama. <laughs> um, so we really thought it was important to bring Michelle on because there's a lot of stuff going on. So without further ado, Michelle Stefanik, the oath-keeping truth-teller, welcome back to Right on Radio. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Christy. Thank you so much for this opportunity. And yeah, um, this is a very somber time for all those that were affiliated. Um, Sunday will be the 24th anniversary since August 7, 1998. The most devastating attack in our history on our U.S. embassies. To put yeah. that in perspective. Well, uh, Michelle, I, I don't think people realize that 200 people died that day. Oh, you know, at least. Yeah. Thousands yeah, of lives were destroyed. And I think before the show, I sent you um, some photos as well as the applicable video that we did for the one year anniversary in 1999. Um, and anybody that's gone through a crisis like this knows how raw it is when it comes up to the anniversary. So well, for this, this drone attack to happen on the cusp of the anniversary goes to show how heartless Biden really is because he knows what this is all really about. Yes, because I think I don't think people realize Michelle and and you're going to show we're going to show some connections here today of how our politicians are directly connected to al-Qaeda, um how they might have even funded and started al-Qaeda and how they utilize you know the these deaths suddenly right before the selections um, that we're supposed to have that are called elections that um, we're going to be breaking some more news and what's coming out of Colorado next. And, you know, it's just sickening of, of what they try to do and, and how we've been fooled for so long. And the people that we thought were what they, what they've told us they are, are not what they've told us they are. Right. And for, for your audience, for them to get, um, though I do not agree with a lot of it, to get an understanding, um, because it's open source, 
they can go to Wikipedia right now and Google 1998 embassy bombings. Yeah. And they can and see how it was already updated about the 20, the 20th or the 21st indictments um, being taken out, which means there's one still remaining, which means I still have protected status this whole entire time and during the entire duration of all this. So Michelle, just, just to clarify with the audience. So when you, when you are in protective status, that means that anytime some, a fugitive is out there, they are, you're then protected. But the minute they claim that all the fugitives are captured, um, then your protective status goes away. Is that the way this works? Um, let me just put it this way. I was flown back in June of 1998, 2000, June of 2001, I was flown back from Embassy Embassy, uh, Moscow to attend the the East Africa Embassy bombing trial that was tried in New York City by the U.S. Attorney Mary Jo White. We all stayed in the World Trade Center Marriott. Three months later, 9-11 happens. And so Michelle- I, I was supposed to be protected. And the point is when I was assigned with the U.S. military in Stuttgart, Germany, which by the way, coincides with Barack Obama's tenure, and by the way, with the bin, bogus Bin Laden death, uh, kill and capture of May 1, 2011, I was assigned to Stuttgart, Germany at that time, where the Navy SEALs were supposedly deployed out of. So mm. I was supposed to have protected status. Instead, after that raid happened, the retaliatory actions taken against me to have me removed out of Stuttgart by the U.S. military is what has resulted in my U.S. Supreme Court case filings be filed in August of 2016 and November of 2016. So the point is, I had protected federal protected status in the same military that's doing the supposed bin Laden raid is the same military that took out retaliatory actions, torturous, emotional retaliatory actions against me still to this day. And Michelle, can you remind the audience of why um, you believe they bombed this embassy? Actually, it is numerous layers. First of all, August 7, 1998 was the trial run, dry run for 9-11. And in the photos that I sent to you all, you can see the demolished building on the side to show that this was the dry run, dry run for 9-11. On one hand, and not till years later, after the May 1, 2011 supposed kill and capture of bin Laden, I received May 30th, 2011 of an article, which I can, we can go over 
but also from Patricia Hartnett Kelly, who was the accountable review board, ARB. Many people are familiar because of Benghazi, the ARB. She was the accountable regional security officer. She sends me an email on May 30th, 2011, with the attached article and for the first time acknowledging, acknowledges that Embassy Nairobi was a major CIA hub. Mm -hmm. That our embassy bombing was an inside job. So what I'm saying is there was multiple agendas going out at play at once because of the forces that are at play with each other. On one hand, there was a dry run trial run for 9-11. On another hand, it was about, and as we talked about it in a previous podcast, the 40, over $44.4 trillion of black operational money, of which I was on the State Department's Office of Inspector General's team in the 1990s that discovered the money being diverted at a facility in France. And also, thirdly, I was, okay, so we go back. I was the financial uh, director, FMC director. For the people outside of our system, it's called the, um, uh, the controller, right? That's the comparison. And the third reason is because this was a major CIA hub that had been burnt. And so, Michelle, let me let, let me clarify just for the audience. So your position was was as a controller. So when you say controller, what is that equivalent to in a normal job? The controller, the C, the, the CFO. OK, so the, the chief financial officer. So in other words, oh. you are responsible for monies going in and out and you're able you you're able to see and have access to all monies. Right. No. That's no? incorrect. And okay. that's what people did not understand is I only had operational funds at the post level, right? Okay. There's tons of programming, program money that is not sent out to the post, the embassy level, but controlled in Washington, but is processed at our level as well. The processing center was in Paris. Mm, okay. And therefore, I sent you one of the photos about how there's the French with the sniffer dogs. And that's the connection back to our facility processing center in Paris, France at the time. The, the third CIA reason has been burying this stuff for so many years. And uh, just my opinion for the audience to, to understand, and I believe I have the evidence to back this up. The CIA has never worked for the American people. They work for the cabal. And by the way, the FBI is their cleanup crew. Um, they have nothing to do with uh, helping the American people. That's a facade. Now back to the point of the embassy being burnt. There was an internal massacre inside of the embassy before the bombing even happened. Because and and how do you know city. that? Because you were away from that, uh, from the embassy on that day. I physically was in Ethiopia the day of the bombings that saved my life. Because if I would have been there, I would have been killed. 
And I know you're showing the photos now. And what I'd like to do is eventually we'll go back and I'll show you where my office was so you could see it and understand, you know, I can give a little bit of a narrative of that. But the point is, when I came back the next day, I, you know, I went in, I went to the embassy to write, recover the embassy, you know, for operations, continuity of our operations to see if there was anything left of the financial operation. Um, and I know firsthand, and there are other indications from other transcripts of and documented and based on information that I had obtained live there that I do not feel comfortable exposing at this point in time, that at the time I, I drank the Kool-Aid. I believe, but that being said, things were always off, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Because I was also dealing with the trauma of losing half my staff that day in the realization, if I would have been there, I myself would have been killed. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, because I mean, this is, this is, is it is equivalent. I mean, from the looks of it, um, the building was not quite as big. How many stories was the building, Michelle, for the, for the audio listeners? Um, It was five. Yeah. So, but the entire you, building was collapsed. No, and, but, but that's the point. Okay, that's exactly what I'm going to talk about. See the building that's collapsed? Uh -huh. That's the building next to us. Oh. The okay. embassy, you see there's a, that little bit underneath the, the, the photo of the gentleman there. There's a little bit of brick that you see me see. Uh -huh. Yeah. That's yeah. the embassy. Okay. So that's, that's what I'm saying is that building was the dry run for 9-11. The massacre happened inside the embassy. Well, it is, it is slightly odd. And for those of you who are wondering like how it's like all connected, I was even asking the same thing because, you know, you know how it's connected to 9-11. I mean, even in, if you just search the 1998, um, uh, Jeff, I don't know if you could give me sharing capabilities really quick. I'm going to share my screen. Sure. So Let me just stop sharing this. Yeah. Cause I mean, I think this is very interesting and Michelle, you brought this up. So I want to make sure it's shared. Um, is on the Wikipedia page that Michelle was referencing earlier. Um, you know, they go into this whole, you know, narrative. And of course they, you know, Osama bin Laden is here. So again, same people, you know, and then what's really interesting is our own government basically ties it together um, through the 9-11 commission report, you know, linking the September 11th terrorists to this, but again, it's all the same people. We already know we have photos of John McCain and our government officials with members of Al Qaeda. There are those of CNN in the bunker with um, Osama bin Laden. And if you, if you guys think about it, here's what I want everybody to think about really quick. And I'm going to scroll down just so you can kind of see what I was looking at earlier. Oh, um, I, I gotta, I gotta add it to the screen. Sorry. Okay, okay, yeah, I want to show them what, what it are. looks like. This is, this is a way to look and go. Okay, what are we, what are we really supposed to believe? Okay, so are we supposed to believe that Osama bin Laden could be found, but yet they have a great photograph of him? Okay, 
that CNN was able to, you know, go in and they have actually videos of him in his like supposable hideout, right? Well, he he was a CIA operative. Yes, exactly. He was never but, the boogeyman. They, 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 just, they, right. just, they just created that story. So here's a typical with this Saif um, uh, Al-Adad, um, who's a former Egyptian colonel, supposedly. Okay, so this is what a real photograph would look like from an actual like uh, camera or a site, right? So these are not, you know, so professional. They're yeah, they're not portraits. Yeah, so there's some that are portraits. It's very easy to kind of see. There's some that are portraits and some don't even have photographs at all. So those are things that I would just say that the public needs to question. I'm sorry to interrupt, Michelle, but I no, just no, want to- That's perfect, sure. Christy. If you can go back to that, Jeff, I just want to show something. You see the, okay. the headstone on that oh, yeah. scene yeah. Yeah. right yes, there? You see that? That's the memorial headstone at Arlington National Cemetery. That, for that's all on people that I attended that we had the representatives of the government of Kenya as well as the government of Tanzania it is located for those that are familiar with Arlington Cemetery it is located on the US Marine Corps Iwo Jima side of the uh the uh Arlington Cemetery I attended that dedication for and we plant, they planted a tree as well. But so people see this is really real. This is at Arlington National Cemetery. Yeah. It, what now, I want also, the audience to know is the importance of this story. Because as Michelle said, this was a dry run for 911. And if we can really get, if, if the public can find out and get to the bottom, the details of this 1998, it really opens up everything to look at again, because then we'll really understand what happened at 911. And so right now we have a firsthand witness uh, that can, that has found the answers to all this stuff and how, how our government has declared war on us. That's what this is about, folks. Right. They've declared war on us. Now, back They're to the 1998 Wikipedia page, which, by the way, I do an analysis and I rip it apart. But if you can look under motivation and preparation, if you can pull that back up real quick, you can see they've even tried to protect themselves because this is the way it's now worded. The bombings are widely believed to be, to have been revenge for. Oh, you're talking about, you want me to bring up the, the Wikipedia yeah, page? The Wikipedia again. page. So you can see for yourself, okay. the Wikipedia page itself under motivation and preparation. It says the bombings are widely believed to have been for. Okay, they know the truth is eventually going to come out to include there is only one uh, law. Or there's only one case, Supreme Court case that's referenced in this. And you'll see that posting as well. The Apati versus Republic of Sudan. Do you see that? You keep going down. Okay. 
Yeah. And the other thing I want to point out to the audience, too, I've just noticed um, there's even, the, you know, like we look at Wikipedia and like we say, oh, this has been updated, yada, yada. But the reality is it has not. OK, it says 200 people lost their lives. There's another article that I'm going to show you that says 224 and their names are carved into a memorial park um, on the site of the embassy in Nairobi. Right. Um, which John you know, Kerry has gone to. Obama has gone to. Yes, exactly. Yeah, because they get but, off on going to these things um, after. OK, so here we are. But the the documents, they knew, Christy, that's the point is that's why I showed the photos with you all. It documents, they can't say they didn't know. They mm -hmm. knew they were there. So you see how it says Apati versus Republic of Sudan? Mm -hmm. My Supreme Court case isn't mentioned. Why isn't your Supreme Court case mentioned, do you think, Michelle? Uh, I don't know. You have to ask the Southern District of New York. You have to ask the military. You have to ask the FBI. Well, why don't we submit an edit and see what happens? That's what I think we should do. We should send this. We oh, I would love. I don't know how to do that. That would be fantastic. Okay. okay. So if you know, if if there's an audience member that wants that that's a Wikipedia expert, let us know. But if not, we'll make sure that we get an edit submitted because this is nothing more than uh, like a public domain, supposedly. Although we now know it's funded by um, the same people who <laughs> who own the internet. Brought um, to you by the CIA, yeah. who controls all of your information. I was going to yes, say, exactly. That would be really interesting, Michelle, to see if the if if it actually withstands. Um, oh, I would. That would with, be anybody that can help me with that. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Now, Jeff, I also sent you the video that we did for the one year anniversary, but I also sent you other photos that you were going through. Can you please um, bring up the photo of Madeleine Albright and Colin Powell? Because I just want to read the reference that went with their applicable photos so people can see this is not a joke. This is really real. Okay. So, so can... Christy, you'll have to stop sharing so okay. I can share that. Okay. All right. What so yeah, it looks like Congress is, they're asking Congress to approve uh, an amount, right, Michelle, for, for, they're asking Congress to approve something as of 2020. So sometimes we may be looking at this going, oh, it's kind of older or whatever, but the reality is it's really not. Okay. So you see that photo? Mm -hmm. This is a Getty image photo. And here is the applicable descriptor, U.S. Attacks Commission Powell, top shot. U.S. Secretary of State Colin Powell testifies before the National Commission on Terrorist Attacks upon the United States on Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C., 23rd March, 2004. The hearing is the eighth public hearing to investigate the formulation and conduct of U.S. counterterrorism policy with emphasis on the August 1998 embassy bombings through the September 11, 2001 attacks. It ties it all right in right there, doesn't it? You can it? go to uh, Madeleine Albright's photo. By this the way, is, she is so corrupt. If well, you've ever done deceased, a big dive she? on her. Oh, I don't even get me started. She was Council of Foreign Relations. Just saying. I have done a lot of revealed a lot of information on on her. 
Um, since it's a Getty Images photo, again, here's the applicable descriptor. Former U.S. Secretary of State Madeleine Albright, Washington, United States, former U.S. Secretary of State Madeleine Albright is sworn in before testifying before the National Commission on Terrorist Attacks upon the United States on Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C., 23rd March, 2004. The hearing is the eighth public hearing to investigate the formulation and conduct of U.S. counterterrorism policy with emphasis on the August 1998 embassy bombings through the September 11, 2001 attacks. Jeff and Christy, that the National Commission on Terrorist Attacks upon the United States on Capitol Hill is the 9-11 Commission. And I have analyzed the supposed 11 hearings, ripping them apart, hearing after hearing after hearing after mm -hmm. hearing, and linking them to individuals such as Kofor Black, Eric Prince, uh, Rear Admiral Leidick, who was the deputy commander in of Africa Command at the time of Benghazi that supposedly took uh, U.S. commander of Africa Command, Carter Ham, under arrest. At the time of our embassy bombings, U.S. Africa Command was not even established or created it was under the area of responsibility, AOR, of CENTCOM, and U.S. Marine Corps General Zinni was the COCOM commander. And I was not protected when I was in Stuttgart, Germany, by the Marines. A Marine was killed that day on August 7, 1998. I just have to show you both something that I just came across because I was looking up and Jeff, I'm just going to share this just so we capture it because, and I, and I really hope everybody can log on to look at this because maybe I'm missing something, but I just want to show you both something. This is from CBS news. Okay. So everybody look here because I'd searched 9-11 uh, cost. Okay. The cost of 9-11 in dollars. Okay. But what I want you both to notice is look at this date here. Okay. September 8th, 2011 at 2.20. Why was this originally published the on that September date? September 8th? 2011. 2011. Okay. What am so I that's almost exactly 10 years later. Okay. So this is, this is basically what they're saying. The terrorists who crashed into the World Trade Center at the Pentagon on September 11th spent an estimated 400,000 to 500,000 to kill nearly 3,000 people. The total cost of attacks for U.S. companies and taxpayers are much more difficult to discern. The cost of losing so many lives is incalculable. The economic toll is, is a difficult tally given the ongoing indirect expense of war. So this is what this is all about, guys. The $7 billion amount paid to the 9-11 victims in a compensation fund for the survivors of, of 2,880 people and the 2,680 injured in the attacks. $8.7 billion for a lifetime potential earnings loss 
um, of the victims who perished at the World Trade Center, 500 million to the account paid to the city of New York and uh, um, in overtime compensation to clean up ground zero. By the way, that's almost nothing if you want to like calculate what their real overtime probably was. Um, 19.6 billion, the drop in the U.S. airline revenue between 2001 and 2002. So, you know, you got to think. So, in other words, they they either lost this or I'm sure that they got it back in some type of funding. Five billion. Well, in direct all the gold stolen from Building Seven. Yeah. Why do you think Building Seven had to be taken out? Exactly. So they had filled to with gold. So and as you know, Jeff, during our previous podcast, we um, I shared the document of the May what May eighth two thousand press release that listed yes. the, that listed all the entities that were a part of our task force. Why were the port authorities a part of our task force in nineteen ninety eight? Well, Why was, but hold on, Just, let's, let's go through this list. Let's go through this list really quick because what I want everybody to understand is that there were a total of roughly fifteen billion paid out to victims and the earnings lost of the victims. Okay, but let's get down to the real root of it. They spent forty billion to insured costs relating to the 9-11 attacks. So what does that mean? Business interruption, aviation, workers' compensation, life and liability insurance. Who owns the insurance agencies? $192 billion to run the NPD's counterterrorism and intelligence um, activities for a year. $192 million to run it for one year. $5 million amount the NYPD earmarked for Homeland Security grant to buy a high-speed bulletproof boat designed to respond to a suicide <laughs> or live shooter. Um, $408 billion to operate the Department of Homeland Security since it was created in 2002. $80 billion to civilian and military intelligence gathering cost in 2010, more than double what was spent in 2001. 43 billion minimum cost of 10 years worth of US airport security. Passengers cover roughly 40% each year through the passenger security tax of $2.50 per flight. So <laughs> we are paying for more for 40% of this 43 billion out of our own pockets. Okay. Another way they're highway robbing us. 1.1 billion estimated price to modify and add stealth figures to a fleet of Black Hawk helicopters, two of which are, are, oh my goodness, Michelle, you're not even going to believe this, 1.1 billion, I'm going to read this whole line for everybody, estimated price to modify and add stealth features to a fleet of 73 MH60 Black Hawk, Hawk helicopters, two of which have thought to have been used in the raid to kill Osama bin Laden, Osama bin Laden according to Richard um, Abulfda, an aviation analyst at the Teal Group Corporation. Okay, 1.3 trillion cost of wars in Afghanistan, Pakistan, and Iraq to the date of 2011, according to Pentagon appropriations. 4, 4 trillion total war costs through 2050. Why are they projecting war costs through 2050? Okay. We all have to ask ourselves this, and we're paying for this stuff. And so the, the, I'm really glad you brought that up, because the point of this 
is you know in particular with the uh, with the Kenya they 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 hide they're burning the evidence of their black budgets yeah that's why they, then, they did the internal massacre inside the embassy but then they use this to steal more money from us look you'd think how those are political donors that are getting mm -hmm. all those monies it yeah. isn't going to the victims no. so everybody gets rich and guess who pays for it you and i and that's why yes. the embassy my section took the biggest hit so all the evidence of all this black money and the payments that were being done the local evidence was destroyed and of course that's before everything was stored on the cloud and everything else and by the way uh, michelle had mentioned a video uh colleagues remembered i'm gonna post that on our telegram channel for everyone to so i'm not gonna play a 16 17 minute video here during the show but uh i will post it on the right on radio telegram channel thank and, you jeff uh, i appreciate that everyone and every, everyone can watch the uh video there can we go back to the photos real quick just so that people i can show where my office was sure can and while he's bringing that up, the other thing that I've discovered um, is on history.com, um, there's a 10 member, the 10 member commission for the 9-11 report included five Democrats and five Republicans. It was giving a budget of some $3 million for a total of 18 months. So they were able to figure all this out in 18 months. So there's no wonder that AE 9-11 truth has more than... Um, 3,000 architects, scientists, engineers, police, firemen, um, all kind of experts that do not agree with this report. And they've simply asked um, for the report to be redone and it's not been redone to date. Oh, you can, I, I break down the 911commission.gov website itself. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I, you know, I'm going to the source documents, mm -hmm. the government's documents. I'm not, you know, doing, this is all concrete and it's all documented. And I have done a deep dive analysis of every single one of those hearings, the participants, how it goes then deeper into the Office of Counterterrorism within the State Department, um, the same names over and over and over again. Now, this is the aerial view, okay? So you see the building basically in the center. That's the U.S. This, this one here where my mouse is on. That's the U.S. Embassy. The U.S. Embassy was built under certain, you know, to withstand some contingencies. So it's intact. Inside was totally destroyed. Okay? my This is the front of the embassy, Right? My office would have been in the, if you're looking at the embassy, it's to the right on the third corner. So, no, uh, I'm the front corner. It's right, it's down, down, down. So, right it's there. right in that area. <laughs> it's right in that area. That's the corner is my office. So, I, so I'm going to, but, but inside, is where they so you know the, the claim was that they bombed the embassy but it's the building next door right that was bombed but yet so how did everything get destroyed it, it, it proves exactly because, what you're saying michelle right the explosions were inside the embassy in fact 
I went back and found an article of one of the Marines that survived, that got a Purple Heart, actually. He himself even said gunshot, and he used the term ex- uh, grenades, but it wasn't grenades. It was explosions. It was internal explosions. You know how supposedly the one girl, uh, the woman that turned on her computer at the Army accounting section that set off the explosions internally? In the Pentagon. Are you familiar with that? Mm-mm. No, I'm not that's, familiar with that. That's supposedly what detonated the the Army accounting section internal explosions. Was the woman went and supposedly turned on her computer and then the explosion happened. I'm saying that the same scenario happened because my section was so devastated. And they never let me go all the way back up to there up to the third floor. I only went to the front of the building when I came back the next day for continuity of operations. Ron Roughhead, U.S. Army Colonel Kuzlo, Ron Roughhead, who's, by the way, his brother was former U.S. Navy CNO, Chief Naval of Operations. These are real people, went in and cleaned out my what remained of my office. My section, they said, was so devastated They have no idea where the modular furniture went. And that's another point is my section was the only section that was an open bullpen. So this entire thing has been a lie in the media since 1998. Michelle, I got to apologize. I never really put all the pieces together until now. And seeing where your office was and that is really important to the story. And for all of you listening on Podbean, it's the image on the, I, I'm actually going to put the image on the artwork for the episode so you can see exactly what we're looking at. Now, Jeff, are you ready for this? As you know, I was in Ethiopia, right? The day of the bombings. If I had not gone on to do the Diradara portion, I would not have been in Addis on August 7 when this happened. So when they came to get, when I was taken from Colonel Mensch, came to pick me up, And he took me to the embassy and he said, Michelle, embassy Nairobi has been bombed. I thought he was, I thought he was joking. You know what I mean? Because I had just previously been flown up to deal with the, the internal tiff between Eritrea and Ethiopia and get, bring in a money supply, blah, blah, blah. So I thought that's what happened is Ethiopia and Eritrea were at it again. He comes in and said, embassy Nairobi has been bombed. I thought he was joking because it was just like, so out there, right? He said, I need you to come into the embassy right now. You need to show us what was where and what on each floor. You know what I mean? What was hit? Give us a schismatic of what the embassy internally is, where the offices are. Okay. So I went to the embassy. Christy and I are back. We're waiting for Michelle. (laughs) This is what happens, folks. Hello? Oh, we've got you back. Yeah. So we lost you for about a minute there. Okay. So where was I? I could still hear her, Jeff. I don't know if it was just you that was. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it would have been just me then, I guess. Yeah. So I was at the a snack bar getting lunch, right? And the initial reports were coming in from CNN. Now, remember the article, the ultimate joint statement? Christian Amanpour's wedding with Jamie Rubin is going on on the same time. CNN, Christian Amanpour, CNN, 
all the CNN officials that were at the wedding in Italy, okay, all connected. Madeline Albright was attending. And then she turned around and left, okay? So I was in Addis listening to, watching the CNN reports. The initial reports had the bombing was in the front. Wow. Where my office was, they realized I was not on the plane to Diradawa and that I was in Ethiopia. Therefore, they had to change the storyline. And all of a sudden, wow. the bombing happened in the back because they thought I was in the embassy and I had been killed already. And Michelle, why would they specifically want to take you out? Because of the money and because I was on the State Department's Office of Inspector General audit in 1991 that discovered the money being diverted, which I lady, we later found out was Black operational money and we have now pieced it together to be over $44. trillion. And by doing away with me, and that is why the, the French, I showed the French uh, corporal with the sniffer dogs on the photos, mm-hmm. the French connection, as well as the Israeli connection, because of the plane, the Ethiopian Airlines plane that had crashed in what, 1996? 1997 in the Camaros Islands. And it's all interconnected because why would the Secret Service be involved in this if it wasn't money? And I encountered the Secret Service for the first time when I was asked in 1997 to go and uh, assist in our embassy in Kampala, Uganda, for the first lady's visit to Africa. And then her husband, President Bill Clinton's visit to Africa, which happened about less than a year before the embassy bombings and the Secret Service were all there. So this is what I have said all along, the one long continuum, because people don't realize 9-11-2001 wasn't the only World Trade Center attack. The other one was in February 1993, after we discovered the money to be diverted. And it all goes back to us finding the money being diverted. And then we were pulled off of that audit and we were told it was out of the scope of our audit and to continue the scope of what we were doing, even though we discovered the money being diverted. They have no... They don't care about life at all. They just only want to cover up what they're doing. Exactly. These people are sick. I'm telling you, they really don't think the same way that a normal human being would. No, Jeff, will you do me a favor and share my screen? I, I just want to show people a few things that they can, you know, find and discover on their own. And then I may be able to bring someone on that the wise one has been telling me about. That's my mother, as Jeff calls her, the wise one. Um, so are, are we sharing now, Jeff, my screen? Yes, I want yeah, your screen's to, up, yeah. I want people to see this, okay? So 
Um, this, these are the members of the 9-11 Commission report as of, you know, today when we're recording this, which is August the 2nd, um, that former um, George Mitchell was originally appointed as vice chairman and he stepped down on December the 2nd, 2002, not wanting to sever ties with his law firm. Okay. So that's one person that like probably says, okay, I'm not really going into this. I'm going to opt out. So we have on the commission, um, Henry Kissinger, which we all know. Um, Thomas, oh, he steps down. Yeah, Thomas Keene, okay. Um, Lee Hamilton, Richard um, Vinvesi, is that right? I don't even know. He was on the water, former chief of the Watergate task force. Okay. But oh, here's here's really, you see my earlier comment? I'll here's a really important one. Max Cleland, senator from Georgia, who my mom's friend was the aide for Max Cleland. And my mom's been saying we should get her on the show because Max resigned in December 2003, stating that the White House has played cover up. I yeah. do agree. I do a deep dive, not only on this Wikipedia page, but like I said, every single one of the 9-11 commission.gov um, hearings. And I, mm -hmm. I sent a, in the draft of my draft books, I've sent that to you. But also what I would love you to do is if you can go to the ARB for the embassy bombings, you'll see okay, a wait. name. One oh. more thing I want to point out on this page okay. while we're on here, Michelle. Sorry, because I mean, like sometimes everybody, I just want everybody to know, like, like we're kind of researching right in front of you, you know, and I'm sorry for that. But at the same time, I'm not sorry, because I think you're getting to see, you know, what we're even discovering and finding or what I am anyway. Um, I know Michelle already knows all of this, but look at this, Michelle. Um, after Henry Kissinger was appointed, but resigned, citing conflicts of interest interest upon his appointment congress had insisted that kissinger disclose the names of his clients at the kissinger associates um a consulting firm he runs in new york the firm has long been discreet about its clientele and kissinger refused to comply with Cong congress's insistence and that goes back to i know you don't want me to bring it up at this point in time the conjecture of JFK, RFK, Deep Throat, what Watergate was really about, mm -hmm. the assassination of the 1961 assassination of the UN Secretary General Dog Hammarskjöld, as well as DB Cooper, and how it's all interlinked. But if you DB Cooper, isn't he the bank robber? It's not what it appears, Jeff. That's what I'm telling you. We have to do another show on that, Jeff. Because I mean, yes, we do. Yes, it, we do. And, and, and listen, I, I just want everybody to know, like, comment below and let us know, like, what else, what other questions you want to know, because that way we'll know what what other episodes you would like um, Michelle yeah, to, to cover. Exactly. Because there's so much. so much information. If you want to know if if the DB Cooper has intrigued you, if you want to know more about what she's found out about the Kennedys, uh, let us know in the comments and we will do the show with Michelle that you request. Well, another yeah. point is uh, there's another newspaper article that I want to send you that happened after you, you brought up about bin Laden, right? Leon Panetta. Okay. Leon Panetta was there during the first raid 
And he supposedly said the reason why they did it is retaliation for two CIA agents that were killed, Tom Shaw and Molly Harding in August 7, 1998. And that's why I wanted to bring up the ARB for August 7, 1998. So you can see, remember I mentioned about Vaughn Bishop and Cash Patel? Vaughn yes. Bishop, one of the inter ARB interviewees, but yet I wasn't. So I have all that analysis and that I've done a deep dive on all that as well. And the point is, it's one long continuum and it's still happening over and over and mm -hmm. over again because they got it wrong and the falsities are from the very beginning and they've been fighting this fight in the dark ever since. Cash Patel just, you know, with Von Bishop just happened under Trump. Why did they go after Von Bishop? Because he was the chief of staff, the chief of station at Embassy Nairobi at the time of the bombings. Well, we don't want to go down too many rabbit mm -hmm. holes because we'll confuse the audience today. But uh, Michelle, this uh, I really have a much better picture of this. And sometimes a picture tells a thousand words. And uh, just being able to see this photo of the embassy that we uh, we showed, and it's going to be the cover art of the of this episode. And I'll put an arrow to where the office is on it, and you can see the building behind it uh, was so it, it had to be all inside, just as exactly as mm -hmm. Michelle has painted it. Um, wow, th this just got deeper for me. Uh, it really did. Uh, before we go, Michelle, what's the status of your book? Because this is getting frustrating. Well, yeah, Jeff, you know, <laughs> I thank God I registered it with the Library of Congress Registrations Office before I went under contract. So the original unedited version of over 700 pages was registered. I went under contract with the publisher in June of 2020. Delay after delay after delay. I just finished, just last weekend, another round of edits. So I'm hoping that we are close to actual final publication. But the sheer fact that this has been intentionally and purposely delayed in this publication mm -hmm. for over two years now. Um, but that being said, Jeff, Christy, God works in mysterious ways. If I had not had this year of doing the deep dive and the connections, I would not have seen why I was introduced to Ted Sorensen or Robert or John, uh, Ted Kennedy and how it's all interlinked and the big picture and how this truly is the one long continuum. Um, yeah. And I would not have seen how all the pieces I would have sent it. I've seen it from a very restricted lens. And as we say, God works in mysterious ways and he uses you as a tool for his well-being and he wants the truth out and enough of this nonsense. Because if you're a true truther, you want the truth wherever it leads and whoever mm -hmm it leads to, and you're not right. afraid 
of the truth. No. Yeah, there's so many truthers who don't want to be questioned and make make outrageous claims, but they have nothing to back it up. Michelle is different than those, and that's why that's right. we, we really appreciate, uh, well, God sparing you, first of all. And, yes. uh, and, and look, at you know, this... This is one of those things, if if the truth really gets out about what happened here and Michelle's story really gets out to mainstream public, this really this could take down the cabal because if enough people saw what our government mm -hmm. is doing against us, it's against us, folks. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a bombing, of uh, the killing of the 200 people. That's a plot against you, the listener. That's exactly right. They've tried to, they've tried to, they've tried to dis, they're trying to disarm us and financially. I mean, if you even think about us paying the $2 and 50 cents, it doesn't sound like a lot. It sounds like, Oh, we're just like protecting ourselves. But the reality is it's not, we're paying, we're paying to be tormented for things that really did not happen the way that we have been led to believe that we did, whether it's child it's trafficking or, or. Yeah. Well, that's just it. Where does that money actually go. And mm -hmm. when you read that list, I think it was so brilliant because you see how much money they siphon from one event, how yeah. much money they've siphoned off and everybody gets rich. Except the Patriot for Act for was written before nine 11 even happened to create the department of Homeland security. And Michelle, I definitely think we have to have you back on before 9-11 to discuss your views on even 9-11 directly, too. But we want to make sure that we give your embassy, you know, what I want to make sure that everybody in our audience does is give your embassy and the people there that did die the proper just acknowledgement, you know, and and yeah. pray, you know, that the truth does come out about it, because like you said, it is connected. They've connected it. They've spent as little of, as three million dollars. Right. To psyops yeah. everyone. OK, that that was the point in reading that list, Jeff, is yeah, making everybody realize they have spent three million dollars on a report to psyops all of us. And we had a congressional leader. Max Cleland that says we like specifically, and I'm going to read this again because I feel like we cannot read it again. He resigned in December, 2003 stating that the white house has played cover up for those of you in Georgia. You may remember Max Cleland. He had no legs. He was the guy who um, evidently told the truth. And guess what? We are going to try to reach out to the wise woman today and see if she can get her friend on that was his confidant and his assistant, because Actually, I have a feeling she it, might know something. It would and be great to have them on with Michelle. Michelle, that's what I was oh going to say. Goodness. Michelle, would you be willing to do that, Michelle? Anything and everything to do the truth. Yeah. Because, and that's why I keep saying there is no statute of limitation on murder, nor on treason that's right and if the u.s marine corps general Berger, who i met in the pentagon in a one-on-one -on -one meeting in july of 2010 he has standing because one of his marines were murdered was murdered on august 7 1998 the marine corps has to reopen up this embassy bombing trial or open up the investigation to get to the truth. Amen. We'll let it be. So Christy, we 
I only doubled our time expectation today, but I'm really, really trying. <laughs> I know, right? right. So we're right at an what? hour, so we'll, there was we'll have to too cut much it here. Information to, yes, and Jeff and Chrissy, I apologized for that because you have no, no idea all the nuggets I have in my head because, oh my God, if I had an evidence wall in my house, people would think I'm crazy, but so I, I don't, and I keep it in my head. So I can literally say, this is how this connects here. This is how this connects here. This is how it connects here. Because I've already gone through what you guys are now just starting to do uh, and see clearly where I was about a year ago. Does that make sense? I'd love to put it together in a PowerPoint to really mm -hmm. draw it out. I've literally thought if I had an office just for Patriots perspective, I would have just white walls and I would just start like with a Sharpie, start drawing out some of these things that that you all like the pieces that like you're you've been able to put together because it, it is very difficult for people to understand the connections and everything. So Michelle, thank you for like, just like even kind of, I'm not saying letting me guide you, but like just kind of answering the questions because it is, you're, you are so full of information because you've been there and you've done that. Okay. People that haven't been there and done that, they don't know the answers to this, right? Like, I don't know the answers to it. Jeff doesn't even know the answers to it because we haven't been there. So for you to, to be able to guide us and walk us through it. So that's the reason sometimes I'm like, just slow down, slow down, because we have to make it so that if we can't understand it, the audience can't understand it. And we really need to understand it. That's right. I, I appreciate that. But realize I lost half my staff that day. I know you did. And I, and, and, and I drank the Kool-Aid and for what happened to me to have happened to me, I do not suffer fools gladly. And I believe in accountability and responsibility and justice. Yeah. Guillotine. Absolutely. For those that are left. Michelle, I'm going to say this. I believe in more than a tombstone and somebody's name on a wall. These people need to be held accountable, like you're saying, and they need to be tried for treason. That's it. Mm -hmm. And if you know, I, and, and again, but again, I apologize to people out there in terms of if I was swimming amongst the sharks and I didn't see it, A, because I didn't want to see it. B, because it's just so unbelievable. But once I had my aha moment, when Benghazi happened, Jeff, Christy, there is no blinding this woman now. No, good. My eyes are wide open and I'm not going to stop until it's all documented. And you know what? Being a firsthand victim and witness with my books, with my testimony, my testimony withstands the test of time, even if I'm in my grave, because I do have firsthand victim witness status in regards to the terrorist attack against our embassies, which is an act of war. Yeah, yes. an inside terrorist attack. And, and Anyways, I want to make it, it there. Everyone, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to Right On Radio. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up, go to switchaway.com slash ROR. You're going to be happy you did. But in the meantime... Remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor as yourself, and make a difference in your community.